Fences make good neighbors, so says the neighbor in Robert Frost's poem, The Mending Wall. In the poem, Frost disagrees, except in the case of roaming farm animals like cows. Pulitzer Prize-winning New Englander Robert Frost came to the University of Florida to read his poems during my father's freshman year in 1951. Florida's premier university was the home to a rather robust humanities department at the time. It must have been quite an honor to have a famous national poet in the state in the 1950s. This visit made an impression on my father because, well, he told me about it. <laughs> that same year, my father came home from Gainesville for a spring break with a college friend. I don't know his name, but let's call him Bill for my story. The week away from academics was filled with swimming and fishing on Lake Jenny Jewel, located on the south side of pre-Disney Orlando. The Drawdies had a little bit of land not too far away in Pine Castle, where they raised a small herd of American Brahmin cracker cattle hybrids. The Brahmins are a large, gentle white, sort of gray-brown breed with a massive, massive hump on the neck. They're from India, but were imported here through Brazil. <clears throat> cracker cattle are a rangy and hardy, smaller-sized breed and well-suited for the humid and hot Florida climate, much like the Brahmins are. You can see a few in pastures on I-75 as you travel northward and on farms around Lake Okeechobee. They are, in fact, descendants of the cattle brought to La Florida by the Spanish over 500 years ago. On break, Dad was eager to show Bill the small herd that they had and to introduce him to his hybrid cracker cow, C-Note. Dad raised C-Note from a young heifer, and she was an important part of building their herd. Her name denotes the amount she cost in 1947. <laughs> she was worth about $1,300 in today's money, which was a significant investment for a farmer to wager on a heifer. It was a good decision because after having had few, a few offspring of her own by the time dad went to college, C-Note was a dominant female in the herd and her offspring went on to be founding stock for other local herds. When dad and his friend arrived at the pasture, C-Note was off in the scrub somewhere the two had entered through the gate, and Dad locked it behind them. As they strolled in, apparently a young bull took notice and did not take well to the two human males entering his territory and began agitating to charge them. There's no outrunning a charging bull or unlocking a six-foot gate in time to escape. So Dad quickly turned around and held the barbed wire fence opening allowing Bill to escape to the other side. Just as he did, C-Note comes from a distance away, ran broadside into that young bull, knocking him off his feet. <laughs> that gave Dad enough time to get himself through the fence, saving him from great harm. I will say that Dad was calm when he told me the story some 50 years later. But upon reflection, since the tale was told, and knowing that my father's tendency towards self-deprecation, I'm certain 
he escaped with his life. <laughs> Last Sunday, scripture instructed us to be ready for the coming of the kingdom. Keep awake, therefore Jesus says, you do not know the day on what day your Lord is coming. Today we hear a vision from Isaiah of what all the preparation is for. Visions of predator and prey living in harmony, the wolf living in peace with the lamb, and the lion eating straw like the ox is a resurrected Eden where no death results from a hunger or power or pride. It is a kingdom where all creatures are at peace with each other in sharp contrast to the laws of nature we see now. No territorial fights for resources between animal species or nations for that matter. No killing or destruction. No young bulls are threatened by college boys in button-down shirts only to be saved by a lowly but protective cow. There will be plenty for all. There will be peace. Harmony will be the law of the land. It is hope-filled. It, it is God's future plan for creation in the Old Testament. In our gospel, John the Baptist says, like the great prophets who have come before and have preached repentance, work is to be done before this happens. We are to do some housekeeping in our lives. As a result of seeing errors in habits and actions, ways that lead us from the body of Christ and making course corrections, this work will bear fruit in our own lives and in the body of Christ. That's what Advent's about. We will then be more prepared to receive the gift of Jesus at Christmas. The voice crying out in the wilderness anticipates Jesus' words later in the gospel. Repent, because the kingdom of heaven has come near. Matthew writes for the Jewish community, so it would already know the future kingdom of God as Isaiah described. And it lived in the hope of a savior to rise out of the destruction of the kingly Davidic line to save them as a voice, as voiced by Isaiah, a divine gift given by God at a time determined by God. But the new voice in the wilderness, John the Baptist, prepared his followers saying that the Messiah is here. Jesus, the root of Jesse, has come now. The kingdom is nearer than you imagine in both time and space. Repent by being swift to set your life in order. Just being a descendant of Abraham as God's chosen people is not nearly enough. For enmity and dissociation between peoples is not part of God's plan. John minces no words. You are to love those whom you despise. That is the kingdom. Isaiah's wolf and lamb speak to this solution. John prepares his followers, saying Jesus is here for the Jew and the Gentile, the lion and the calf together. The one who comes from the stump of Jesse will be heralded by the nations too. The scope of God's love embodied in Christ encompasses all peoples. God's plan from the beginning, in case you did not know, he says, was that all humanity would be saved and live in the kingdom of heaven. John is a prophetic reminder of hope 
from the ages. Because of Jesus, we live in hope. We have been adopted by God through the Son, and we share in that hope of living as a lion at peace with the Lamb. As a church, we have the opportunity to model that peaceable kingdom to the world, to continue to show hospitality to the stranger, welcoming them into our midst, giving them comfort and love as they search for the love and the peace which passes all understanding, these things that the world absolutely cannot give. As the followers of Christ, we take comfort that God is the source of all love in the world. And with our faith in him through Jesus and a little strength and guidance from the Holy Spirit, we continue to live in hope because we are loved. We are loved by God and are anointed as his chosen through his son, God's gift to us as God's beloved, God's cherished. Reflecting back on what happened to my father, dad was certain that we know so little about other creatures and their spark or life force. Experiencing a very close brush with physical injury or death and the response of an animal such as C note All of this indicated to him that animals have a deeper capacity for caring for other species in ways that connect creation together in more ways than we thought possible. Stories are told about more intelligent creatures such as dolphins, but cows? (laughs) God's presence is manifest in all creatures and in, in some way. This presence is a vision of the kingdom of God dwelling glorious with peace and harmony promised by God, for that is which we hope.